0: Are you ready? You are listening to the Ducks and Pucks podcast. This is the number one home for Anaheim Ducks talk and analysis. Here we go. Welcome to the show. This is your host Mike Walters on my co-host Eddie Richard and we are back. The Ducks have played uh, five games now. We're going to talk about them a uh, a lot of people are upset with the way the Ducks have been playing so far. I guess that's an understatement, but the Ducks are one, three, and one so far uh, in this like first week or so of action. We're going to go over the stats. Uh, a lot, a lot of questions about Akins and Gibson, um, the captains. Just a, a whole bunch of stuff going on. People are concerned about a lot of things. We also saw the reverse retro jersey get revealed. We will talk about that and the ones about the uh, the league as well and share our opinions. Plenty of stuff to get to in this show, Eddie. Uh, what do you think uh, so far? Uh, a lot of people are, are, are going nuts that the Ducks haven't been playing well early on. Uh, wh- what do you think uh, so far?
1: I mean, I called it. I think I said the last show that last season, everyone underestimated the Ducks. No one really knew the level that Terry and Zegers were going to go on uh, last season. And uh, it just kind of, I guess, teams came in there, kind of relaxed and didn't really put the whole throttle to the to the Ducks. This season, the Ducks came in with a lot of hype. You have uh, Zegras has bro- broke the internet more than once. You had McTavish break the internet. These players are now keen on them and, and taking them a lot more seriously as hockey players, not just some random rookie. that They don't even know who, like, who they are. You have Terry uh, starting off hot this season too, again, continuing from last season. So th- these teams are more aware of the Ducks and they're taking them a little bit more seriously and they're not letting them still games like they did last season. I mean it's unfortunate. I, I as a fan I do want the Ducks to do well. But you have to stop and think and look at this roster that they have. They have a lot of changes going on. They have no captain. They lost their captain. They have a lot of new faces. It's just it's it's, it's the way it's gonna be. It's it's part of the rebuild process. The the growing pains, you just gotta Bear with it, be a good fan, suck it up, and, and just know that, you know what, one day it's going to end and we're going to be a dynasty. I mentioned uh, Colorado a lot. I, I'm a fan of Colorado too, and I was there when they had their worst season. I think they had like a 20-game losing streak or something like that. They had a, the franchise's worst uh, record in like ever. Look at them now. They were patient. They stuck with the rebuild. They drafted well. They got some good players. They have a lot of superstars on their team, so I'm looking forward to the Ducks of doing that.
0: Yeah, I think to sum it up, one word would be patience, which <laughs> I don't know if a lot of people have that. A lot of people are upset uh, with the early goings on with this team. People are losing their mind, and and you're right. You talked about it. I talked about it, too. I, I said that the Ducks defense wasn't going to be that good, and if you look at these first five games outside of the Boston game, the defense has not been that good. And that's just kind of the way it is. A lot of you ask questions about that. We'll get to those too. We'll we'll kind of break down the games uh, again to start this show off. We'll go over some stats and then a lot of concerns that you guys have about uh, you know just the team in general as far as Gibson, um, Aikens as well. I mean, it's just been crazy. It's been a crazy like week and a half uh, of the stuff that I've seen on social media. I feel like people are just losing their minds. But uh, let's let's get to the games here. The first game, the Ducks were at home. They hosted the Kraken, and Terry scored right away in the game. And then Seattle uh, you know, rallied, took over. They were winning. It looked like they were going to get two points. They were ahead by two goals in this game uh, in the third period. Ducks were able to come back, force overtime, and then you had Terry uh, getting the last goal in this game to win it in overtime. A great outlet pass by Gibson. In there, and the Ducks were able to pull this one off. Not, you know, the Ducks did not play well, but you know, the quote comeback kids were, you know, uh, shown in this game again. Terry picked up where he left off from last season, and the Ducks were, you know, a- able to pick this one up and, and beat the Kraken uh, when it looked like they were going to lose. Eddie.
1: Yeah, you know what? I felt like such an alcoholic at this game because uh, after the first period, the Ducks were only credited with nine shots, and I was already uh, to, uh, took ten shots that day with my buddy I had one of those days at work and just life was long. So I wanted to just hang out at home instead of going in the game and drink with my buddy. So I remember I tweeted that out and got a lot of laughs, but yeah, at that time I took uh more than uh more shots than the ducks did. But you know, I'm glad the ducks came back and won their six consecutive home opener. That's really, that's important, especially for all the fans there. I know, uh, People are underestimating the Seattle Kraken, but they came out with some new swagger. They have Matty Berniers. He's been playing lights out for them. I I, I tweeted, too, that, that kid's going to be a superstar. Just how young he is and how patient and everything he is with that. Um, I'm glad the Ducks went out there and got that win. I'm so glad that Terry's continuing where he left off. We talked about... Uh, him the other day on the podcast, the last one we did, uh, wondering if he's going to continue where he's left off, and he is. He looks good. I think he looks better than last season. So it's just that's one thing we can keep our heads up. That six consecutive streak going on with the with the uh, season opener wins at home. Yeah,
0: the D- it was dramatic fashion. It looked like the Ducks were going to lose this game. You know, it, it started out great. Then it, then it kind of fell apart in the middle of the game. Um, they they were able to come back in this one. You you know you saw uh Zegers get a goal here uh, on the power play to tie it up. Frank the Tank for Toronto, getting his first goal uh for the Ducks, and then Terry in overtime. I like calling him Frank the Tank, Eddie. I, I love I, I don't that. Know, I, know, love I like it old school. That. I just think
1: Frank the Tank. What do you think, Frank the Tank for Toronto? <laughs> uh, how
0: do you like that nickname?
1: You, you know what? I I've been wanting this nickname to stick when Z and McTavish score like Z Mac. Yeah, goal and assist from Z Mac. I, I that sounds cool to me. I don't know, but Frank the Tank. That T-shirt, T-shirt, T-shirt. Come on, Mike. Make it happen.
0: <laughs> I know. and I'll get to the T-shirt thing a little bit later because Silverberg came up uh, on these uh, games too. But, yeah, Frank the Tank Petrano, man. I, I think that would be a winner for sure. But uh, I
1: think he would like it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he, he might, dude. Uh, you know, we had the free Z shirt that... Uh, he loved. Uh, yeah, we gave it to Zegris and he he loved it this uh, past summer. So he loved it. Hey, so.
1: Delorius, like uh, Delorier, Delorie. Sorry, <laughs> Delorie liked his shirt too. So that's we have all these players liking the shirt. So got to make more.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. They they do like him, you know. When, when we uh, able to connect with them on practice uh, or some other time, I'm able to meet up with them and show them to them. But uh, yeah, maybe Frank the Tank will be uh, something we'll come up with next. But uh, yeah, I mean. I wasn't happy with the middle of the game, but I was happy that the Ducks were able to come back and win this game. You know, they didn't have their best stuff. Uh, yeah, the, the, the penalty kill wasn't the greatest. They gave up, you know, three power play goals in this game. They, they scored two power play goals. So I, I was okay with this game. I, I mean, I wasn't happy, but they pulled it off and they won. And then after that, uh, they went into this game against the Islanders. And we had a watch party. We're going to have a lot of watch parties uh, this year, by the way, at Noble Ale Works. And uh, Phil Hewlett came by and, (laughs) well, (laughs) this game against the Islanders did not go well. The Ducks got down early 2-0 in the first period and then they could not recover in the second period. They they gave up uh, three goals in there and just started getting blown out. Um, it was unfortunate, you know. I, you know, I, I don't know. This I didn't think they played as bad as the score indicated, but this was a rough game. The only real highlight was you know Terry getting another goal. He had three goals in the first uh, couple games here, but uh, this one was rough. Eddie, the, the Ducks were able to uh, kill off all the penalties, but they couldn't score on the power play. Got out shot two to one, which has kind of been a theme in these opening uh, games, and. Uh, just
1: kind of a rough
0: outing all all the way, uh, Eddie.
1: Yeah, I felt kind of bad because I was like unable to make this uh, this watch party. We we threw a barbecue at my house. My buddy threw a barbecue, so I had to help clean up and everything. But I'm I guess I'm kind of glad I didn't make the game or I didn't make this watch party because uh, seven to one, Mike. I would have just started crushing beers and I wouldn't be able to drive home, so I would just try to crash at your house and miss. Missed the barbecue that I invited like my family and friends to, too. So yeah, it's just a bad game against the Islanders. And they're mostly uh, known as a defensive team with the coach they have, Trotz. Uh They just came out there and, and killed it. Apparently, I don't know, the Ducks just were asleep. Maybe the Ducks were at Noble L before that, and they flew to New York that same day. Who knows what happened? Just It was a bad game. It's probably, whew, man. I want to say it's just probably a, the worst game Compared to that one game, I covered it years ago that I still complain about when I was sick against the Flyers. And I don't remember that game. It was like a 6 nothing, 7 nothing game, too. And I was, like, sick as a dog, but I already said I was going to cover the game, so I woke up. It was, like, a 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock game, too. Oh, Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep, Saturday. I remember that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think that this is comparable. I think this might be a little bit worse, though, because it's the Islanders.
0: Yeah, I-, I remember when you covered that game. I was working. I was like, hey, can you cover this on Twitter? And then... I. I remember they got destroyed that game, and and yeah, I I don't know, uh, maybe they had too many of the beers that Noble Ale works too. (laughs) I was drinking a bunch too, I posted some photos on there, Uh, my buddy Josh works there, we had a good showing despite uh, the weather too, Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that Saturday night, it was like rain and thunderstorms in Orange County, it was kind of crazy, so we were there and it was going off, and uh, yeah, I was getting a little toasted, my my better half drove me there and drove me home, thank God. Choose my DD because uh, I was I was throwing it back once it was five nothing I was like oh man this thing's over so I was happy that the Ducks at least got a goal but uh, yeah of the first five games this one by far obviously was not not the best one um, a, a lot of players did okay individually but uh, you know overall as a team effort it was not good and we also saw Gibson get pulled in the third period of this game and uh, you know there's some issues that. Uh, came up with them again. They uh, played the Rangers and lost that game. They got down by two early in that one. They were able to rally, uh, and again the Ducks had issues in that second period, giving up three goals in that game. In the second period, they they tried to fight back in the third. They got a couple goals uh, in there, but ended up losing six to four. Gibson again pulled in the third, and they said he was dealing with some kind of issue. They didn't really say what it was. Uh, it sounded like it might be a shoulder issue, but not good. They, they play these two games, Islanders-Rangers. I thought they played better against the uh, Rangers, and uh, they just couldn't get it done. They had Silverberg wasn't playing either. He was out with the flu in this game. Um, you had Vetrano, Shattenkirk, and Strom. They were wearing the alternate you know, A's in this one. Uh, you know, I, I like the fact that the Ducks did fight back in this one, unlike the Islander game, but uh, they still came up short, Eddie.
1: Yeah, Frank the Tank scored in his former team too, so that was good. And you had Zegers uh, score on a, his favorite childhood team, so I guess those are some uh, silver linings you can look at. Uh, I think Stolarz played well too. Uh, the saves I saw him make, they weren't that bad. He uh, he he still let in a goal at, on nine shots, but he still played pretty decent.
0: Yeah, I, and and we haven't seen a whole lot of Stolars in this season, right? You know, you had Gibson start in game one. You had Solars coming in the third period against the Islanders, the third period against the Rangers. I thought he did a decent job in relief as well. And uh, it's just a a, a tough game overall. I mean, I I like the way the Ducks fought back, but they they still lost this one. And then they went on and played the Devils, which they had their best start of the season. You had Silverberg back. He got two goals early in this game. And you you felt really good about this game. You thought, all right, the Ducks are up 2-0 on the Devils. Devils haven't been playing well, uh, you know, this season so far either. And then they rally in the second period. They're able to tie it up and then win in the third. And unfortunately, they lost this game. But, you know, a key play in this one, Eddie, was Henrique. He had a chance to make it 3-1. His shot hit the post, and it didn't happen. And the Devils come back and tie the game. I, I thought if that would have gone in, the Ducks... Might have won this game or, or at least got a point in overtime. I mean, it I felt like the momentum would have gone back in Anaheim's favor. It didn't happen. It went in the Devils' way, and uh, the Ducks just couldn't recover.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like, what the hell happened? Ducks were up 2-0. nothing. right, it's going to be a good game. You have the Devils is really struggling as of late. Their fan base has turned on them already, uh, trying to fire their head coach. And I thought it was going to be like, all right, Ducks are going to get their mojo back, their swag. We're going to see a nice little maybe a 6-4 Six three kind of game, and all of a sudden, um, I do a couple things around the house. I come back and like, boom, it's tie, and then bam, they're in the like, Devils score, and like, oh my, okay, like, what, what's going on? He loses against the Devils, and make things worse, the Devils the next day went ahead and beat the Islanders four to one 2 So it's like, damn, insult to injury.
0: Yeah, it was rough. I mean, I remember even hearing the fans, you know, chanting about firing uh, Lindy in the beginning of this game. And then they come back and win, and then they're all quiet. It's like, I'm like, man, t- tough crowd in New Jersey. But they ended up pulling this one off. Uh, they did get some lucky bounces in this game, too. The Ducks haven't really had much puck luck uh, in these opening games, unfortunately. I-, I did think it was interesting, the hit on Lundestrom in this game, Eddie. A lot of people got upset about this. He was hit. Two-minute penalty against the Devils. But then Comtois jumps in, he, um, starts the fight against Smith. They both get five for fighting, and then Comtois gets two for instigating, so it was evened up. What did you think about this? Uh, you know, there was there were some mixed emotions as far as this hit on Lundestrom and what the penalties uh, should have been doled out afterwards.
1: I don't have a problem with the hit. I, I think it was a good hit. Maybe a questionable one if he slowed down frame by frame, extended the elbow a little bit, came up a little high, but I think it was a good hit. Um, I think this whole instigator misconduct thing is such bullshit. Like, that's the worst thing to happen to hockey. I don't understand. Things like this make me just kind of kind of question myself as watching this game. It's just like, come on. That's the hit. Whether it's legal or not, Comtois went to go stand up for his teammate to show like, hey, well, if you're going to throw a hit like that, I, I'm going to throw blows with you. And he gets a 17 minutes like total of penalty minutes. It's like that 10-minute, like, uh, it's, I don't know. That's just... I think it's the worst thing to happen to hockey, and you're trying to bring more fans, and I always complain about how you're not making hockey so exclusive to uh, uh, to watch. You, you taking things out like this and punishing a player for just... No, hell no. He dropped the gloves... Five minutes for fighting, that's it. Let's just leave it at that. You don't, I don't know why you had to add this instigator two minutes and a 10-minute misconduct, Kong to take him off the ice. It's the dumbest thing ever. Like This league is just getting ass backwards. It started off great just digressing and just taking a step back. It's, man, I'm about to just quit watching this sport and join a KHL and maybe they're the ducks and pucks in, in Russia so I can watch the hockey team where they actually hit and then I'll do this instigator crap. <laughs> you know, oh, it's, my uh... bad. I went off on a rant. I went off on a rant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I love it because I, I was talking to some people this week about all of this and what happened, and, and they, a lot of people had the same mindset you did. They were like, "Okay, five minutes for fighting. You're going to give the two minute instigator penalty." Like, really? I mean, you know, I mean, he took a took a shot at Lundstrom. I, I don't think it warranted more than two minutes either. I mean, when I first saw it, I was like, "Oh shit, that's a that's a that's a bad hit," right? And then when you look at it. It's it, he hits more of the shoulder. I mean, he barely hits the chin. I, you know, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Definitely a penalty, but not not a five minute major. But if I'm on the ice, I'm a teammate. Of course, I'm going to go stand up for my teammate. And some of the people and I were talking about this, and it was funny. You you bring that up. We were talking about penalties and fighting, and just just I, I don't know, just the way people think about this game. They get upset you know, about this tough guy thing or having grit and all this stuff and. I said, you know, if people are really that upset about, it, then like you mentioned, let's just go to European League. Then let's have no checking and no fighting, and then see what people think. I mean, come on. If you take that out of the game, then people are not going to be happy. So, it, you know, that's just how I feel. I, I, just don't. I, I didn't like the hit. I didn't, but I didn't think it was as bad as it was. And, I, and I'm glad Comtois went in there, did what he he did. Uh, I think the league should still allow those kind of things to happen, but I, I'm with you. The two-minute instigator penalty, I thought was BS, and of course it's accompanied by the 10-minute game misconduct, um, and it was unfortunate because I, I felt like that was a big turning point in this in this game. You know, the Ducks had a chance to go up three to one, like I said on Henrique's goal. This happened. I felt like New Jersey got the momentum, and then the Ducks couldn't recover in the second period, Eddie, and then and then even the third.
1: Yeah, that changes the whole like momentum of the game. It's like yeah, the fight sparks the team, you get happy, but then you're banged with the a, a two minute instigator, which you have to kill off or, or makes it even. But you still have to like have that penalty, and then you have your your player that just got everyone hyped up on your team sit for ten minutes like. Like, what the hell? That's just that's so stupid. It's a big momentum changer. And it's just, like I said, It uh, me personally, uh, I don't know what the, the fans think. I know some fans are like, it's 50 50 on it, but I personally think it's ruining the game. And I think it should be just taken out. Um, the, especially new fans too watching, they're going to see that. It's it's not going to appeal to them. It's just, it's so dumb. It's just like crazy. It's, it's, they're going to turn this to a glorified hundred and ten percent advanced beer league. That's what it's gonna be like. You can't even check. I think the beer league I used to play in had more uh, more physicality than uh, than some of these games I've been watching last season and in a few of the games this season. Oh, you know what? Too uh, back on my rant. Yeah. Oh no, no. I'll just wait till we talk about today's game. Oh,
0: okay, we can talk about it now. <laughs> so, <laughs> <the coughs> excuse me. We're recording after the Boston game. The Ducks. Uh. And this one. They went against Boston high-flying offense, scoring like five goals a game. These guys have been blowing it out, and they battled them to a 1-1 tie. Uh, Frank the Tank getting another goal in this game, and they they had to go to overtime, then they had to go to shootout, and the Ducks ended up uh, losing this one. This one had a lot of penalties, though, in it. The Ducks had four power plays. The Bruins had five. Neither team converted on that, even some power plays in uh, the overtime as well, and uh, the shots were actually almost even, surprisingly. The Ducks have been, you know, getting outshot almost two to one in all these games until this one. I thought this was one of the Ducks' best games, and I really thought that they could win this one, Eddie. But um, they scratch out a point, and they lose in the shootout two to one.
1: Yeah, it, it was a good game. The Boston Bruins are coming out strong this season. They ha- they have a pretty solid team. They've been playing well. Um, so my issue was uh, I've seen uh, Kleinberg. I forgot which Boston Bruins player was coming around the the side over there coming to the duck zone. And he just kind of like the cute little te- uh, a poke check. Dude, throw your shoulder in him. Make a body check. Get him off the play. The little cute poke check that you missed created an opportunity for the Bruins to go up. I don't know if like, in the beginning if you saw the Bruins almost score that goal, uh, that little one-timer just uh, that resulted in a cross-check. Um, a penalty on the Ducks, which he, he had to do, but it's like, dude, uh, things like that throw your shoulder. You're a big guy, like throw your shoulder into them and body check him. I don't know why you're trying. do this cute little poke check that you just failed on doing.
0: Yeah, I mean that's been I think the concern with a lot of people. We asked that question too on Facebook if uh, you know the Ducks need to have some kind of um, you know tough guy or more grit or however you want to f- frame it. And I was shocked because everybody was. Like, yeah, we do, we do uh, need that. And and then, you know, some of the responses I've seen on other platforms are, no, we don't need it. So I think that is an element that's been missing on this team. Uh, you don't have that. You have Comtois now getting in a couple of fights. You have Max Jones kind of mixing it up. But are these really the guys you want to mix stuff up? You had uh, Comtois. We had, uh, you know, I talked to him in the summertime. He actually had uh, surgery on his hand. Uh, which was discussed before last season. I mean, he had a bone taken out of it. I mean, is that is that a guy you want fighting? And then you've had Max Jones that has issues and come back. He's trying to mix it up. The only other one you have is Carrick. Carrick's still out. Hopefully he comes back in the next couple weeks or so. But you don't really have that on this team. You don't have somebody to stand up for those players and mix it up. Uh, other than, like I said, Jones and Comtois, who have already kind of... Do you want those guys getting hurt again? I, you know, I don't know. So... Uh, it's tough to see this team go through what they're going through right now, have players go after uh, our guys on the, on the teams and whatnot. And then you don't have uh, those guys to stand up for them. I mean, you know, like we said, you don't need the goon goon type, but if you have a guy that can mix it up, play defense, add some offense here and there, a good four checker, back checker, et cetera, it always helps out in the team. But uh that's not the case right now. So, that, that's one of the concerns that I've seen a lot of you raise on there. And then uh, the other concern, I guess, we'll kind of talk about the stats uh, for the Ducks. Some of these are through the first four games, not necessarily the first five games. But a lot of you have concern about the defense. You know, the Ducks are averaging just over 20 shots uh, on goal per game and giving up over 40. They're averaging about three goals per game and giving up over five against. Uh, the penalty kill has been around 15 16%. Uh, excuse me, the power play has been around 15 16%. And the penalty kill just over 60%. So, uh, some issues there. We And we had a lot of you ask that question about what's going on with the Ducks. Um, go through some of these now because you guys are talking about this. Um, we had Kung Pao Kenny on Instagram asking, you know, the Ducks trying to play defense this year. Uh, we had J O M H 1 2 2 What are the Ducks going to do on defense? Well, I think that's been a huge problem with this team so far, Eddie. I I, I think offensively they haven't been terrible. They've been doing okay on the power play. But on the defense, you haven't had, um, like we said, a a solid base on there for all these games. I mean, they did do well against Boston. I'll give them that. I, I, I was happy with the effort against the Bruins. But when you look at the rest of these games, it's been really rough. So... I I would like to see the Ducks somehow try to improve the the defense. I don't know the timetable on when Voughton is supposed to come back. That would be great. But I know the Ducks could go out and get someone else if they wanted to. Um, They could do that. I don't know that they will. Um, It's a very interesting situation right now. But we, we talked about this before. We said the defense was going to be issues with this team. We said the penalty kill was going to be issues with this team. And here we are, four out of five games, That's what the issue's been, Eddie. So, I mean, it's not really a big surprise, and it it shouldn't be to anybody else.
1: No, I think we talked about it on the last podcast, too, that defense was going to be the problem. And we both said that we didn't want to see Gibson having to face 35, 40 shots a night. It's just going to get him hurt. It's going to have him fatigued. Look what happened. I believe it was a New York game. He said he was he was pulled out of that because something was going on with them. Like you can't a goalie can't sustain those many shots day in and day out. Yeah, goalies want to work and they want to they want to still uh, be there and, and play. But I mean that's excessive, right? There having like being outshot the 35, 40, 40 every single night. It's just, it's just going to cause for injury. It's just getting really fatigued and that defense really needs to step up. Uh, someone has to be a leader. And um yeah, so that's why I said be leader. Oh I do want to say uh Kung Pao Kenny. That's that's an awesome Instagram tag. That's that's really cool.
0: <laughs> I know we have some funny names on there. Uh, <laughs> Kung Pao Kenny is a funny one. We got uh, we got Puckluck17. He talks about the defense too. And do we have any better options than Shattenkirk uh, as our third pair right defenseman? And no, we don't. We don't have any better options. That's the problem uh we we just don't uh, I mean that's that's the issue with this team you have Drysdale you have Kulikov you have Fowler you have Klingberg and Shatter that that's your top five dudes right there I mean we we don't have any options I mean and, and we talked about this unless you're going to take Zellweger out of juniors and rush him and throw him in the mix you don't want to do that obviously he, he he did great in the preseason he looks uh, very strong, but I mean, if you look at the Ducks and you look at the contracts that they have signed right now, um, you know, you're able to have 50 contracts. They have 44 signed right now. They they could sign somebody else. They really could. They could bring in someone. They have six more spots to sign someone on this team. Their cap space is around 14 million. So it's not like they can't bring somebody in um, at all uh, to help the team. But I, I think the interesting thing here. Which, I don't know, I go, I go back and forth with this because you want the Ducks to play well. You want the young guys to develop. And that's what uh, GM Pat Verbeek talked about in his latest article in The Athletic. He talked about, hey, it's it's not necessarily about wins and losses. It's a developing the young players uh, for this season, which we've talked about. I agree with that. But, I mean, to, how, how far does that go, I guess is my question. we played five games. They're 1-3-1. and one. If the Ducks keep losing a bunch of games, is it still just going to be, all right, we're going to try to develop the young players? Like, my question, Eddie, is I don't disagree with what Rubeek's saying, but is there a limit to that? At what point do you go, okay, this team is playing like shit and we need to do something to fix the team and have a competitive season? It's early right now. And I know a lot of people are freaking out. I'm not freaking out because it's been five games. I, I honestly think the Ducks haven't played poorly except for the Islander game. I, I I don't. They've been in the other four out of five games, so I think, don't think it's horrible uh, so far. It's early too. It's only five games. But do you think there's a limit to that? At, at what point? Like like if the Ducks go on a ten game losing streak, do you think it's like okay, shit, we need to start doing some stuff? Do we do we get another player? Do we mix stuff up? I mean, do you think there's a limit to it, or do we just Right out this season. Hopefully, the young players develop and we wait till next year.
1: Ducks are, are in that category right now just to ride it out and let them just play that atrocious if they're going to go that route. They're not Arizona. They're not New Jersey. They're not a Philly. Philly's been feeling bad too. Uh, they're not that level right now. Like, yes, they're a rebuild and they're not going to be good for a while, but they're not like absolutely terrible. They have a lot of of potential they have a lot of skill it's just they're not putting it together this team it doesn't seem like it's it really has an identity yet they're still trying to look for that identity i uh, i think number one personally i think the thing is uh leadership there's no one really leading the way you're you're changing the a throwing it around everywhere like i, I don't know what what next and what game are you gonna pick a random fan and give them the a but it just that doesn't work you have to solidify a captain and let them lead the way let that captain say when you're playing like shit call team meeting out like look guys you're playing like crap we got to change something if not you know, if you're not with us let us know right now and get the f out of here like we'll, we'll find a way we'll, we'll send you down we'll bring people that are in san diego that are hungry uh, it's just it, someone has to be that leader to step up and someone has to wear that c and i don't care if it's henrique only has a, well, a few years left in his contract i don't care if it's a brand new player strong anyone you have to solidify a leader look at calgary didn't have a captain all last season not since giordano and they named newly uh, Jonathan Huberto as their captain. Uh, the recently uh, the, the trait that happened in the offseason, they signed him. But he's their new captain. You have to do something to have a, a established leader. And like I said, number two, is like no identity. Number three, you have to have that energy guy that not like you said, not necessarily goon. But that guys is going to be there, provide the energy, and stick up for your team. Some like Maybe like, some of these players are afraid to do what they normally do because you don't have that protector. There's guys like Wayne Simmons at Toronto try to waive. Um, they're looking to trade. Um, every per, every uh, person I've talked to about Wayne Simmons, from Toronto fans to LA fans to Philly fans, he's always been that energy guy and always been that, that locker room presence that everyone liked having around. Yeah, maybe he's not... Uh, going to be the answer he's going to be stuck on the fourth line not going to do anything really to contribute maybe uh, offensively here and there but he provides that energy and he provides that locker room presence like something has to change you can't just sustain this and roll over and and just and be on your back yeah I, I get it the Ducks are going to be bad and I do want a, a top draft pick coming up next draft but I don't want to sit here and expect that from the Ducks yeah I always say like okay cool yeah like I still get pissed off when the Ducks lose when they play like crap but I, I just – I don't know, Mike. It's kind of confusing because I, I want them to win, but I want them to get that higher draft pick. But like I always said, I want them to improve in all the stats. I want every player to improve on something. I want all these stats to just keep going up, finding new ways, finding creative ways to be that better team and elevate your game. So when that future comes and we have the superstars established, we have Drysdale with another year, and he can start uh, commanding that blue line. It just – Everyone has to step up their game, and it starts off with having a leader, and Ducks don't have that right now. You're just going to give the A to everyone in the world. Like I said, I don't know who's next. You're going to give the A to you, Mike? Shit.
0: Yeah, that's been an issue with this team is the leadership. I think if you look at in terms of playing on the ice, I think Terry's been one of those that's definitely deserving of it. He's been leading the team, um, getting goals and assists, picked up where he left off last season. He's leading the team in terms of scoring. But you're right. There, there's no clear-cut like, uh, like, label given to the leader, I guess you could say. Like, you said, they switched around the alternate captains. Um, when they, when they played uh, the other night, they had all the former guys in there uh, against the Rangers. You had Vetrano, Strom and Shattenkirk all getting the A's against uh, the Rangers, which I mean, okay, cool, it's a nice touch. They're, they're playing their former team, but. What are you gonna do, night in and night out? Like, who who's gonna have the A? And I understand, like, you know, if you give it to Silverberg and he's out with the flu, you gotta switch somebody else in there. Obviously, things like that happen. But who's running this team right now? I I mean, who honestly who who's who's the one that's emerged as the leader? Uh, there there hasn't been anybody. I mean, if you go in terms of play on the ice, I would say Terry. But in the locker room, which obviously we're not there, we don't we don't see that. But I mean, I don't know. And we had people ask that, like uh, we had uh, Z-L-I-L-L-E-Mone13 ask, you know, who's going to be the next captain. We had Rollerhead99, uh, you know, is Camp Fowler suitable or not for the captain spot? I mean, we've talked about this. I, I'm I'm okay with giving it to younger players. I, I really am if you're going to give it to Zegers of a Terry. And now if you're on the other side and you're going, okay, hang on, timeout. Those guys are too young, too new. They shouldn't have it. Okay, fine. Then go with a Fowler or a Henrique. Give it to them for a year or two before you give it to a younger guy. Do something. I, I'm just not a fan uh, when you don't define who the leader is on the ice. And, and it's tough. Obviously, gets off being gone. There's not a, a smooth transition. You've had this guy. Uh, he's been the captain like forever and a day. And now you're trying to switch it over to somebody. So, of course, it's not an easy decision. But I really wonder... What Verbeek's going to do? Is he going to wait till the end of the season to name a captain? Or is he going to pick someone in the middle of the season? And to me, I think that's a, a, an issue. If you want these young guys to develop like we were talking about? I get it. It's not about wins and losses. I get it. Um, Verbeek talks about having patience. Uh, that's some of the stuff that he mentioned in that article with The Athletic. I, I, I get it. You know, he, he, he talked about going through the rebuild before. He said he's gone through this type of thing. And there's a couple of things you want to see growth in your young players. Uh, I'm really watching how our young players are going to develop. The other thing that's required is patience through this process. I feel really good about some of the young prospects that are going to be arriving in the next couple of years. Being patient, not pushing them too fast, but pushing them to get there or get here. I, I mean, I get all that. I understand that. And not pushing some of these guys, sending these guys back to juniors, maybe some of them spend time in San Diego the goals. I get all that. But who but who's running this team in the locker room? Who's running this team on the ice? Does anybody know? I mean, I, I don't think there's an answer to that. Uh, I, I just don't. And I think that's part of the problem with this team. There's not a, a singular voice that, hey, this is the guy and he's running the team. Maybe, maybe there's something in the locker room we don't know, Eddie, but I, I'm with you. It, that That's what concerns me. If we're not going to win or lose games and, and worry about that, I, I can go with that. But but what direction is this team going in? We're, we're trying to have these younger guys develop, play better, and grow Go through the process, gain experience. I'm on board with all of that. I, I totally get ver- Verbeek's going, and I and it wasn't about wins or losses for us this year at all because we talked about, hey, if this team makes the playoffs, they're not going to go far anyways. We would rather them, you know, play better as a team, get a higher pick. I get that, but teams need leaders. Who's running the show with this team? I mean if any of you out there know, I'd love to hear it because I, Eddie right now I can't I can't tell you who's running this team. I, I know who's scoring points and doing great on the ice, but who who's the leader of this team, Eddie? I mean seriously, you, me on the podcast? I mean I mean who's running this team?
1: Yep, you have me right there. You know what? Kung Pal Kenny, he's gonna be the leader. His his Instagram name that's it I, I pick him but no you know what you're right there's there's no leadership and it's not it's not necessarily your best player on the ice. I don't care if you name a fort liner uh, a captain at this point even though I'm against it normally go name a rookie someone someone that's gonna step up and lead this team it's gonna hold everyone accountable for their actions they aren't afraid to to call them out I'm mentioning uh, Nathan McKinnon uh, Nathan McKinnon I um, you guys saw in the playoffs was caught on a video yelling at Kale McCarr. Cale McCarr is probably the best defenseman in the league right now. That guy is just somewhere just just totally in a whole different level. And you have Nathan McKinnon yelling at him because he screwed up on one play. You need a kind of leader like that. Maybe not that excessive, but you need someone to, to hold the team accountable for what they're doing on the ice and off the ice. Uh, you have a, a, a losing game, losing streak. You get your ass kicked by the Islanders 7-1. to Hey, you know what, coach? Can you step out real quick? I want to call a team meeting. I want to talk to these guys, and I want to set them straight. Have that that core leadership, but it starts with the captain, and you don't have that with the Ducks right now. It's just I I can't see – like I I don't know if that's going to solve the problem, you naming a captain, but like I I don't know. It's just you need a captain. You need someone to sit there and and take the lead. You need someone that's going to accept responsibility when they have a bad game. And be that anchor for the team. I think Cam Fowler will be suitable. Uh, he would be suitable for a captain spot. You know, He did live with Scott Niedermeyer. And he was kind of like taught by Scott Niedermeyer. And Scott Niedermeyer was a fantastic captain when he was a duck. He was a fantastic captain when he was a devil. I, I think that you know he's been on the team for a while. Which doesn't really matter the whole longevity of it. But I think he has what it takes to, to, to be a captain. He's been around the the really bad times he's been around the good times that he he knows the roster and then we're forgetting about one person too that we're leaving out by not discussing this maybe talk about so uh, Ryan Getzloff he's been the captain for for many years and he's been a phenomenal captain probably one of the best in the league get his input like hey like hey we're having this issue who do you think could fill this role who do you think that can like help the team rise up and who do you think is ready to step up and if it who cares if it's uh if he just met Ryan Strome or one of the new guys if they're suitable and they can step up and elevate this team and and be that leader then then so be it who gives a damn if you're you first day here you're uh, you're on your way out veteran that like you barely scored points or you're a brand new rookie just someone has to be named and I think uh, it'll be important to have Getzloff's input into it too because he's been around the team for a while he's been around the league for a while. So he knows how it is to be a, a great captain, and I think having his input would probably help the team and help them make a decision on who's going to be the next captain.
0: You bring up a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, why not talk to Getzloff? He's still here in town. He hasn't moved to Tennessee officially yet. You know, hit him up. Uh, that's a that's a great point, Eddie. Uh, before we get to more stuff, we got... Plenty more to cover in the second half of the show. Don't forget some of our sponsors. We are part of the Old City Sports Network. Um, we have a couple sponsors uh, with them. If you've checked on Twitter, we're now uh, part um, of Fanatics. If you look on there, we have a link on there. You can go on there and get a discount and buy all your Ducks gear. So the link is on there, uh, pinned on our Twitter page at the top. We're also a sponsor with uh, buckedup.com. Uh, if you need any energy needs, uh, Eddie uses the product. It helps him work with his workouts. Um, you can get a discount there at BuckedUp.com at Ducks and Pucks 93. So that's another one to check out as well. So um, going into that, like you said, Eddie, you were talking about you know not having a, a captain and whatnot. That's a concern too. And now people are starting to shift blame onto Dallas Aikens, and they're losing their mind over that. I saw people you know after they lost three in a row against the devil, especially being up. Everyone's talking about. oh my God, will this fire Aikens? You know, and all, all this nonsense. And uh, we had a guy on Instagram ask that. N-I-S-R-I-N-A-P-R-I-H-A-D-I. Sorry, but it's I, I don't know what it stands for. But he was asking, you know, when do we think that Aikens would be fired? And honestly, I, I think, A, it's too early to, to ask that question. I, I don't think it's Aikens' fault, uh, you know, through five games. I don't see him getting fired this season unless the Ducks go on some kind of crazy, like 10, 15 game losing streak. I don't think he's going to be fired. And I don't think we should even talk about that right now. I think it's way too early. I think, you know, a lot of people are putting blame on Gibson. A lot of people are getting upset at Aikens. Um, I just think it's too early. And if you look at uh, that, that article, again, I'm going back to the one um, with uh, LeBrun and uh, Verbeek. In The uh, Athletic, he, you know, he talked about it um, as far as Verbeek, you know, taking him and whether or not, you know, moving him around. He said, you know, it's a it's, quote, it's not fair me coming in two, three uh, months and then going with a new guy um, in the sense that I just blew up the team at the trade deadline, which is what he did. So I want to give him a chance. And it gave us an opportunity to you get know one over uh, over the course of the offseason. So. I mean, I'm with him with that. The contract's up at the end of the year. I really think Verbeek rides out Aikens till the end of the year, and we see what happens then. Uh, like I said, the only thing that would change my mind, Eddie, is if the Ducks go on some crazy-ass losing streak and they just lose a shit ton of games in double digits. But other than that, I think Aikens is here to stay. And honestly, I think he has done better so far this season. He's changed up the lineups uh, almost every game, Um, you know tweak things trying to get the right uh, combinations and whatnot so I'm not I'm not saying he's knocking out of the park but the fact that he's making changes and trying to do things and get this team back on track where last season he kind of ride the same lineup here and there throughout some of these games uh, I would say still give him a chance and still give him time Uh, you know I, I wouldn't make any rash decisions just yet
1: yeah, I don't think he's the, uh, he's the problem. Uh, he's always been known as a player's coach. He's really big on on fitness and everything like that. So I don't think he's like normally necessarily the problem of it. Just like like you said, the uh, the whole roster is blown up. You're so used to having guys that have been on the team for a while, and all of a sudden now it's like you have new guys. You have people that were traded. I mean th- that emotion goes into it. Uh, this season he made some signings. You had Kleinberg coming at the last minute as a signing. It's just it's gonna it's gonna take time for this team to jail to really find each other like like to know each other just like like any other sport you guys ever play you guys ever play sports you bring a new guy and it's gonna take some time for you to actually jow with them it's rare that you instantly can connect with someone and have that that chemistry a uh, chemistry takes time it takes uh, off ice uh, activities too I remember I we talked about that during the whole COVID thing where the players couldn't hang out when the Ducks were doing bad I said that was a an issue that I had, too, because the, you can't have these new players kind of connect with each other and gain that chemistry. Uh, that's really important. Um, it, it's still early to tell what's going on. The Ducks, uh, they started off hot last season, and they just digressed come uh, come January. So who knows? The Ducks may be starting really low this season and just blow up by January. Just, you never know with this team. You never know with hockey. Um, look at what L.A. did last season. Everyone thought L.A. was just going to be the bottom of the barrel uh, trying to shoot for the top five, top 10 pick, and they ended up making the playoffs, and they almost beat the Oilers. So that was just kind of crazy to see. Just You never know with this, but I don't think it's uh, it's his fault, the coach's fault necessarily right now. Um, like you said, Mike, once that 10, 15 game losing streak comes, maybe that's a question. Uh, maybe if the players aren't, responding to him that's another thing if the players aren't responding to the coach and it's time to go like no fault to the coach but sometimes things don't work out your players aren't responding to you, you the to make to change you can't just keep that same thing going
0: yeah it's early and i mean i think some fans forget too if you remember the ducks weren't a first half season team they used to have slow starts in october and november And then they would turn it on in December, January and play better the second half. They were like that for a while. Obviously, the last couple of seasons have been different. They haven't been like that. But it's early. Like, take a deep breath. Take a shot. Take a sip of your beer. uh, You know, go for a massage. I don't know. Do do whatever you got to do to relax. Like
1: A legal massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. legal one. Not with the little neon lights and the little (laughs) curtains.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. I mean, do whatever legally you can to just just mellow out people. I mean, people are, like, really freaking out on social media. And I'm like, you guys need to calm down. Like, it's super early. Like, just, just relax, relax, you know, and, and we'll see what happens. So...
1: At least we're not Devils fans chanting for the, the the first game to fire the coach. It's like, dude, come on, guys, the first game and you're in it, the first goal you score. I don't even think they. I think they were chanting to fire of the coach when they were winning against the Ducks too. It's like that, that team is just. I don't know what's going on with them.
0: Yeah, well, New Jersey fans are rough, man. They they they're pretty intense, but uh, yeah,
1: I mean, just just Vinny and Pauly, I guess, from Jersey Shore, they're <laughs> pumping everybody up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm, I mean, our fan base gets pissed off. And they complain. I'm glad they're not like New Jersey fans, like home opener or whatever. Fire him! Fire him! It's like, dude, it's like you got to have your little red carpet thing. You're taking fire the coach already. Like, relax, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just cracking up over here. I mean, yeah, I mean, just, just, just take a deep breath uh like bad boys right woosah woosah like oh woosah, woosah, woosah. you know just just, just <laughs> like oh man martin lawrence relax <laughs>
1: yeah, it, you know what they're trying to be like my i wish fans would be like mike larry and be like Wusa or no marcus This is Wusa, but i think fans are acting like uh will smith at that award show when he slapped chris rock it's like man just <laughs> slow everything down and calm down people
0: yeah just just take a deep breath Yes, things have not gone great in the first uh, opening games, but like, uh, are you really surprised? Like, we kind of told you that, and so did other people. So,
1: yeah, but the Ducks are undefeated at home, so that's a that's a positive, right? Well, you know
0: what's interesting that yeah, now to bring that up is if you look at the schedule, like a lot of the games in the beginning of the season, the Ducks are on the road, and if you look at like towards the end of the season, a lot more games are at home. So that's another thing to consider, too, in this. It, it might work out in the Ducks' benefit. They play more on the road, lose these games, you know, try to build, get together, gel and whatnot, and, and maybe towards the end of the season they get hot and it works out. So that is another thing to consider. So, you know, deep breath. Five games. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, in the meantime, uh, during that, th- this week, the reverse retro jerseys came out. Highly anticipated around the league and the Ducks one came out and it wasn't really a big surprise A lot of people kind of had an idea Uh, There were some leaks that had gone on I think on the Adidas website and and some others that we talked about where You had a white t-shirt with the Mighty Ducks logo and the orange triangle So we kind of thought it was that we just kind of weren't sure what the sleeves and the bottom were going to be And it came out and it ended up being basically the Ducks uh, first jersey But with the newer colors and I, I, you know, my reaction is I like this jersey. I like it a lot. I honestly like it better than the other reverse retro Wild Wing jersey. I thought that one was okay. I liked it, but I was like, yeah, it's okay. You know, they, they, they redid the Mighty, the, the Wild Wing one in the 90s and flipped the colors. Like, eh. But I like this one, Eddie. I, 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 you know, the majority of the opinions that you guys shared about this jersey. You guys liked it. There were a handful of people that were like, oh, I don't like it. They should have gone back to the purple and teal and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, if they would have gone back to the purple and teal in this jersey, it would have been the same damn thing they had in 1993. So obviously they weren't going to do that. <laughs> they had to do something else. So I like it. And and there's rumors out there flying that this may be uh, the third alternate this year. It may be the away jersey uh next season the ducks will come up with a home jersey with the mighty ducks thing i don't know overall i i i like it better than reverse retro 1.0 i think reverse retro 2.0 was a much more of a success eddie what did you think
1: well you can't just bring back the one from like back in the day it's called reverse retro it's not called retro and trust me i want to see that jersey back so bad too i keep saying this like just bring that jersey back you'll not only have duck fans getting it you'll have a bunch of other fan bases wanting to buy that but mike when you showed me this jersey and told me what it was gonna be yesterday with those black numbers too um i I don't know you, you you had a source that that gave this to you sooner I was like, wow. I even texted you. It's like, I'm at work. Like, you know what? F work right now. It's like, holy shit. This jersey's awesome. I loved it. I think it's phenomenal. I can't wait to buy it. Um, man, I, I might buy two of them. Um, yeah, my freaking bank account is going to hate me. But, like, I want to keep one just to have one so I won't dirty it. And I know if I wear one, I'm going to end up dirtying it and spilling beer on it. So, it's just I, – I think they did a really good job on everything, on the aspect of the jersey. There's not one complaint of me, at first I had to complain of the collar and that the that, that NHL logo looks so cheap and plain, but then I get it. You're going it back to the old roots of what that logo used to look like and how it was, so it's like, okay, I get that. Probably the only thing I don't like about this jersey is on the collar, that little orange, little stripe. That's probably the only thing I don't like about this jersey, but I think it's just knocked out of the park. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. I can't wait to get it. I can't wait to rock it. It's just... Ducks did a really good job designing this jersey, and um, its just, I think it's one of the, the better jerseys out there, if not the best reverse retro 2.0 jersey in the league right now. And you know what? Last season, too, what I got pissed off about, it's just I bought the authentic jersey, then I checked out the Fanatics version jersey, and they were exactly the same. There was no difference. So I spent the extra money for that authentic when I could have just bought the, the exact same one. It just seemed like it was more lazier last season, but I think this is a step in the right direction. Um, I don't know. Maybe the Ducks are just trying to throw that old logo out, and maybe one day we'll see it. We'll have this as a an alternate third jersey. I know it's an, a, a quote-unquote away jersey, but look at a – yeah, Valet have that um, that old-school Los Angeles thing that's white. And they wear that as their third jersey. So I, I don't know. I, I like it. I think it's phenomenal. I can't wait to wear it. I think the Ducks knocked out of the park on this one.
0: Yeah, I agree. And yeah, there's a lot of rumors about this being the third jersey this season, then being the away jersey in the future. And then maybe the orange alternate being the home. Or 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 maybe they make this jersey again, but black as the background. And I know, Eddie, we, you've posted this before. And you posted today in our group chat. We we're talking about it. Eddie has the home jersey, a custom one he made, but with the Mighty Ducks logo on, and it. it looks pretty sick. Well, we should probably post it on social media again. So I'm with that. Like if they do a home one in black with the Mighty Ducks logo, that would be pretty sweet. And it doesn't it doesn't have to be exactly like this reverse retro. It could be something slightly different. It doesn't always the home and away don't always have to be exactly the same pattern, but I'm totally on board. Like, let's just go back to this logo, get rid of the Web D, and let's just roll with this. I think that it would just be so much better. If they bring back the alternate third and make that the home, fine. But if they keep that as an alternate one and have a home black, I think that would be badass too. I don't really think they can go wrong. I'm just kind of over the Web D, Eddie. I'm just not a big fan of that anymore.
1: I honestly like it. Like, I, I, for some reason, I do like it. And you know, what I was thinking too, I was going back on my, my whole jersey. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my whole custom jersey. You know, Mike, the only jersey I do not own from the Ducks is the Adidas Away jersey of the Web D. So I need to step up on that and get that. I'll probably never wear it because I don't like wearing white. So if you guys know a website... That's legit. That doesn't sell. Uh, that sells authentic jerseys. I can get that for cheap. Or you find an eBay post, please tag me in it so I can get that jersey. I just want to have it, just to have it. But yeah, um, like you said, Mike, I have my custom jerseys that I made. Uh, Ronald Ray made me one that had the orange background, and then uh, another one I had, I bought an authentic Ducks jersey. I had the, the D stripped off, and I bought a logo of the old Mighty Ducks logo, and had them sew it on. It was. It was expensive to <laughs> to buy that authentic jersey for one and then have the cleaners just strip that and add that. It was kind of hard. I wanted more done to it on the shoulder patches. It was going to be way too hard to do it and wasn't going to look good. But I do have my, uh, uh, I guess, my authentic custom jersey. We'll go ahead and post those on uh, Ducks and Pucks tomorrow and you guys can see what we're talking about or post this uh, when the podcast comes out. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind having, like a, 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 I guess, a black or a home jersey of this old Mighty Ducks logo, and I, I think it'll look really clean. It'll stand out. Um, I prefer it as probably a like a third jersey. I do like the web uh, the whole web D thing. I don't want to get the whole Mighty Ducks logo played out. It's so iconic, and people want it so bad because they don't have it. I don't want you to have it, and you get tired of it, like seeing the same thing every day. But I think if you have a black version of of that, and then this something like this. You can't go wrong, it's just gonna be perfect. And like I keep saying, I really hope the league just has a straight retro jersey and adds that as like a fort jersey that teams can wear because you bring that the eggplant jersey back and people fans are going nuts. Like it just you'll break the internet. Uh, you can have Zgris even wear it to to announce it. One thing too, Mike, I don't know if you agree with me. Adidas and the NHL, they kinda of dropped the ball because they did this whole teaser crap. But then, like, half the jerseys are posted already. Like, you knew already what the Ducks were going to have yesterday. Uh, they had uh, one guy posting half the league's uh, ret- like re- reverse retros. Like, you guys kind of dropped the ball on that. Surprise fans. Like, don't even do a teaser. Just, hey, one day just don't have all the teams just posted. Like, hey, this is our new reverse retro. It's like, wow, a big freaking, you know, a jump up like that. I think that Adidas and NHL kind of dropped the ball on that because there was way too many leaks.
0: Yeah, and that, that happened with the other reverse wrestler jersey, too. And, and, you know, it's funny. You and I didn't even talk about that before the show, and I, I felt the same way. If you if you look back at the Ducks when they did that 25th anniversary jersey, nobody knew shit about that jersey. I didn't know shit about that jersey. And they had the beach party. Uh, I be, I think it was Newport to Huntington. I can't remember. My better half and I were there, and Guy came there and, and showed it. And nobody had a freaking clue. Nobody knew what that jersey was. They kept that under wraps. Uh, We kind of had an idea that there would be a 25th anniversary jersey, but that was really it. With these reverse retros, there's all kinds of people popping up on the internet. Like, I lost track of how many people were posting stuff. I must have seen four or five people post the Ducks jersey before it came out. Uh, I mean, there was a lot of people that were posting this thing already. And, and like you said, other jerseys as well. It used to be, uh, Islatix used to be the one that would post a lot. But now I've seen a bunch of newer people this this recent year posting. And you're right, a lot of them were already leaked. It was just a matter of like, okay, what what are the uh, the colors going to be for the numbers? Or, you know, what, what are the stripes going to be on the sleeves or whatever? But the overall design was pretty much known uh i mean it it is terrible i i mean i I think they do a horrible job with that i I mean i'm with you they should just like next season if they're gonna do a retro 3.0 don't even say anything just fuck yeah yeah just fucking mic drop that shit and and don't let anybody know like don't even say that you're gonna do it like just shut up don't don't like say this is it like they should say this season that's it for the reverse retro and they want to do another one Fucking bring it out next season and surprise her. Be like, oh, shit, they did another one. They said they weren't. Like, throw people off because you're right. A lot of this shit was leaked beforehand, Eddie.
1: Yeah, but you know what? The only thing different too, Mike, was you're the only one that knew about the black numbers. So, like, when you texted me yesterday about, like, oh, can you at the black numbers? Like, okay, you know something. Like, I don't know. Like, what the heck? And, like, it, it, you gave me some insight on it. I'm like, okay, the black numbers look sick on that jersey. So that was a uh, kudos to you. Uh, I wish you would have just posted that just like, you know what, this is going to be the jersey because it was accurate. It was just accurate as hell. You knew those uh, those black numbers were going to be there. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, if you're going to do something, just go ahead and surprise people. Don't even say anything. That 25th anniversary, like I didn't even know what was going on until you text me like a picture of that. I'm like, whoa, that is freaking awesome. I think that was the, that's one of my top five favorite jerseys the Ducks have. It was that one. It was just beautifully done. It was awesome. But yeah, you're right. There's too many people throwing them out there. It just, it kind of ruined the fun. But I mean, I, you know, like, regardless, I was so surprised and still happy to see it. Uh, Ducks and Pucks, uh, when you posted that, Mike, it's still blowing up right now on um, Thoughts of the Fans. So uh, thank you to all the fans that are just engaging and talking. If I weren't at work today, I would have been more engaging and talking to you guys. So I love talking hockey. But yeah, your support just you blowing the hell out of that post, like, holy shit, that was awesome.
0: Yeah, I, did, I didn't expect that honestly. I and then <laughs> then I messed up. I forgot to post the game preview on Twitter for this Ducks Boston game and I forgot right <laughs> live the game. I'm like, "Oh, I didn't po- I posted it everywhere else." And then I was sitting there going, "Oh shit, I didn't post the game preview cuz the phone was just going nuts today." But uh, yeah, all all of you out there, uh, we appreciate all the support. Like uh, it, it's it's awesome. Uh, especially something like this. Uh, that that tweet was going nuts. I didn't really expect it to be that big of a deal, but um, I'm really curious, Eddie. You know, you talk about the 25th jersey, and that was only something the Ducks did. You know, it was kind of quiet. Well, next year's the 30th season. Will the Ducks do something if that's going to be the new home jersey or 30th anniversary jersey? Are they going to throw something out there um, and not say anything? Hopefully that would be smart. We had uh, the mighty jerseys. uh, He he loves all the Ducks jerseys, a big fan. He even thought, too, what's going to go on uh, at the end of December? The Ducks play Nashville. It's supposed to be a throwback night, and apparently that's not a date that the Ducks are wearing this new jersey. The Ducks are wearing them on November 6th and 15th, at home, and then on the road on the 29th of December, then uh, December 1st, 3rd, and 4th, and January 24th, uh, 24th and 26th is when they're wearing this one. So, the December 30th, it's supposed to be a throwback night. What are they gonna do? Some people think they're just gonna throw on the uh, 25th uh, anniversary jersey. Some are thinking maybe it's gonna be the orange. Some think it might be the, the, the Wild Wing uh, Reverse Retro 1.0. I don't really know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I would they throw out another jersey? I, I don't think so. I don't I don't think they would have released two different jerseys in one season. I don't see it. I mean it'd be crazy if they did. It would blow my mind, but
1: And our bank accounts, but <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
0: and our bank accounts you're right. But I'm really curious to see what the Ducks do next season, uh, with you know, the 30th year, how they're going to play that out. I, that's what I'm really curious. And that's why I wonder if this is a setup for next year. That's kind of what I'm leaning towards is that if they do do a Mighty Ducks themed logo for the home jersey, and then this is the away, and maybe they come up with another third jersey. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm very, very curious to see what happens uh, moving forward with this uh, and these jerseys and how it pans out. But uh, as far as the Ducks go, I loved it. I, I thought they did a great job. I love this jersey. Um, I was surprised. I thought the numbers would be orange, and then someone told me last minute the numbers would be black. That's why he posted that.
1: Oh, the black. I love it. I love the black. I want to shout out to that Mighty Jerseys account too. Great questions all the time. Thank you for supporting the pod, and thank you for always like writing to Ducks and Pucks account. You're always writing to me on my Argonzo444 440, uh, account too. Like I, I love the conversation. Sorry I haven't been... Able to communicate more with a lot of fans. It's just been like really busy. I'll try harder to do that. But I love the the hockey talk and conversation, I love the support, especially from you. Like you're always there to talk about jerseys. I post a jersey. You're always posting your jerseys, So that's that's awesome. Thank you.
0: So what did you think about these jerseys? We had, uh, and I agree with you too. The my jerseys. That guy is fantastic. Thank you for all the questions and support. We have another uh, fan, T O M O underscore W B. Uh, tom that's in actually is across the pond in the uk he asked about these reverse retro jerseys excluding the ducks which ones did you like or not like or which were your favorite and, and least favorite uh, of this uh 2.0 version eddie
1: okay so i'll start um i like the florida one i think the florida one was really clean uh i do like the buffalo sabers i think the sabers um man sabers have some really nice jerseys and I know they're a bad team, but I, I, they're probably one of my top favorite jerseys of, of like, all time that they have. They just Their jerseys look so clean all the time. I do like the Vancouver ones a little, like that old school throwing back to the roots, but it was still cool. I did like that. I like the Washington Capitals minus the little ad they had on, the, on their jersey, and I did like the New York one, the Rangers one. The ones I did not like. Oh, I'll give a shout-out to the Vegas one, all because they had the glow-in-the-dark jersey. It was so outside the box that was kind of cool. Ones I didn't like too much were Detroit and Chicago. You guys just kind of copied each other. Let's. I <laughs> that made me laugh. Um, what was the other one I was talking? Oh, I, I do like I do like Arizona. That the old school like I guess the Chili's kind of logo, but I don't like the color. The color just kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, The one I didn't like was... Oh, Colorado. Colorado, you hurt my feelings. If you're a Ducks fan, you follow Colorado too, you guys know how much I like the Avalanche. They hurt my feelings so much. You, I guess, after last season's reverse retro, and I think Colorado's reverse retro last season with the whole Nordiques thing was probably... not. I think it was season before. Yeah, season before. That was one of the best jerseys they could ever come up with The best reverse retro of the whole entire league, and they come out with this crap. It's like, you guys dropped the ball on it. I usually try to collect the Avalanche jerseys too, but this is one I I will just pass on. It wasn't good, but yeah, those are my favorites. But obviously, um, not just being biased because I'm a Ducks fan, I think the Ducks have the best one of the whole entire uh, league. I think second best would be the Buffalo Sabres for me. The third best would be Florida.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I really like the Florida one. I thought that one was pretty sweet. That that that's one of my top ones up there too. Buffalo was pretty clean as well as you talked about. Uh, I like Vegas because the glow in the dark, like you said. But I don't. I don't like words across the front. I think that's pretty lame. I've talked about that before. Like when they did that with the the Pittsburgh Penguins, they had Pittsburgh on the front. I was like, dude, what are you guys doing? I, I don't like the words Vegas on the front. I think it would have been better with some kind of a logo. But I do like the glow in the dark. I think that is pretty sweet um, with the Knights. Uh, you guys know I also like the Penguins. I don't like that 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 retro triangle penguin. I think that's pretty dumb. Sorry, I just don't like that. I, I just think that's one of the lamest logos that that team has had. Not as bad as having Pittsburgh across the front, but it's just not really exciting. I, I just thought that was kind of lame. Some of the other teams had the same type stuff, like... Columbus had the same logo, Philly, the Stars, they kind of just threw out some of the same logos, so I I really didn't care for some of those jerseys. I think the worst is what you said, Eddie, Detroit and Chicago, you guys just copied each other's homework, Um, that's just horrible, your two jerseys are just trash, they are, They're they're just red and black and they both say Chicago and then Detroit and white, like legit, like you just look the same, I think those were horrible for me. But um, I, I'm with you. I think, uh, for, I mean, obviously I'm biased. The Ducks are up there. But if, if I'm not going with the Ducks, I really like Florida's. I would put that one up there. I like the uh, New York Rangers. That one is pretty sweet. Buffalo is pretty good. And I also like the Jets. I like that white and the blue. It looked pretty good as well. So th- those are kind of the ones that I like. Oh, and I, and I agree with you too. Colorado, I don't know what they were thinking. That that looks like some like superhero reject uniform. Um, uh, I mean, it's just terrible. That one looks horrible. Oh, and the Hurricanes, that one's stupid too, with the canes across the front. That's just dumb. I'm sorry. I just I don't like words on the front. I think that's like, I just think that's stupid. And if you look at the Sharks jersey, that one's horrible. That looks like some like um, mismatched colored Chargers jersey that like was made like I, I don't know where. I, it's just horrible. The Sharks one is it's just it's gross, disgusting. I just don't like the, the ones with the words on there, especially the Sharks. That one with the funky font and the funky colors, that one just looks like a bleached Chargers jersey. Just just, just horrible. I mean, I don't care. It's the Sharks and they suck anyways. They're never going to win a cup. But hey, I, I just didn't like that one. I, I just thought, I don't know. I, I think this time it got kind of played out overall, Eddie. Uh, I think there were a handful that were good in here. But to me, a majority of them were either just the old logos with different colors Or they threw the words on there because they didn't want to use a logo, and it was honestly a lot of these were disappointing to me. That's really how I feel. I, I I wasn't I was really excited for the Ducks one. I thought the Ducks one was fantastic, but overall, when I look at the entire league, I would say two thirds of them sucked.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess the Sharks are trying to go over like California Seals kind of jersey. You could have done a lot better, but you know, you're the Sharks. You have enough problems. And you, you guys are, like I said, you never want to cut. You guys are like wordless. So, I'm so sorry, but whatever. But yeah, I, just, I really wish Colorado would have went back with the, the whole Nordiques jersey. I know Adidas sold like an updated one with the darker blue, like the whole, like I guess, a home one that they just made and created. It was phenomenal. It sold out in minutes i couldn't even get one so i'm still looking for one uh it's just a beautiful jersey and i'm gonna try to get some audiograms so like when we're talking about something uh we, we, you can hear us on um uh, on twitter we'll just do a little clip and i can show you what we're talking about and have the pictures so i'm gonna try to work on that um so you guys can see it. if not then i'll just uh, i'll just post it and just say hey we were talking about something on the show if you guys listen here's what we're talking about but yeah, I think uh, some of these teams uh, dropped the ball on it, but some of these teams hit it out of the park. But the, the Ducks—if I were a Ducks fan—I'd still say this is like, legit. I had a—I I think um I, I don't know who posted on Ducks and Pucks too. They commented on your thing, saying that I would never buy it. I'm a Kings fan, but this jersey's sick. I—I I don't know what, who, who that person was. He was a Kings fan, but he posted it on Ducks and Pucks. It just—that was cool. I, I could give uh, credit to Detroit. They thought outside the box. They did something different with their jersey sets. The only thing I can say is just like, I don't know who copied who, Chicago or Detroit. I don't know. You guys trying to play who's going to be the worst team this season. <laughs> but, man, but yeah. Oh, uh, you know what? Yeah, F Minnesota too, because they suck. I hate Minnesota. So no, no matter what they put out, it's going to always be like terrible. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why you don't like Minnesota. I'm just, I'm a very logo crest driven guy. Like, I like seeing that on the front. So I'm not a big fan of just words. I just don't. It's just kind of lame. I, I just don't like it. And yeah, whoever copied whoever Detroit Chicago does not look good. Vegas and the Canes like across the front. Like, yeah, Vegas go in the dark at least. But I, I just don't like that. Like, come up, come up with another logo. I mean, there's a lot of creative minds out there. You can make up something different and make it look sweet. Like uh, the Vegas, the red jersey. I never got that one. We talked about it before. I really liked the red one. I thought that was pretty sweet. And like you said, Colorado, even going back, I mean, it's different for them because they were the Nordiques before, but to go back to that jersey was ex- like awesome. And I'm with you, the Coyotes you mentioned too, like they went back, the colors are a little bit off. They went back to the old Coyote, but that was kind of cool too. And I mean, things like that, yeah, you know, I don't know. I like those kind of things, but when, when they just throw words on there, I, I don't know. It's just lazy to me, super lazy. I, I don't know. So I'm really curious, you know, how, how if they're going to do them again next year, Eddie.
1: Yeah, so the whole—it's called like reverse retro. But the ducks are only gonna have their their jersey on two home games. Back in the day, their the away white jerseys were actually the home jerseys. If it's like a reverse, like I, that's—I I don't get it. Like you have this beautiful jersey, but you're only gonna like play two times at home in front of your fans to wear that. That's something that was like you guys could have did something a little bit different and and show that jersey a little bit more.
0: Yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of people hit us up on our social media about that too. Like, well, why are they having two at only you know at home and yada, yada, yada. And, and yeah, for those of you that are newer fans, way back in the day when the Ducks had this jersey and it was the purple and green or eggplant teal, whatever you want to call it, that that's what they wore at home was the majority white color. And then the purple one was the one that was away. And then a few years later, the league ended up switching stuff. So that that's kind of how it is. It, it it used to be the majority white was home, not away, as it is now. So a little bit of a change now. But um, yeah, I'm disappointed. I want to see this jersey more, especially at home. So we will only get to see it for a couple games. But
1: um, well, I, I will definitely try to. Well, I will definitely make sure I'm there on the fifteenth when these jerseys get actually released I and mean, when they play Detroit and they actually wear them. Because I do want to see them uh, on the ice. So I will be there on the fifteenth, Mike. I'm sure hopefully you'll be there too. We can catch up. I'm sure we'll catch up way before that, but that'd be a, a game that we definitely don't want to miss.
0: Yeah, I I'm, I may have a ticket or two to that game. I don't know. Maybe we could go. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. We definitely, there's a handful of games coming up that I'm looking forward to um, this season to go into. So it's it's going to be a good time. I, I, I can't wait to go hang out. There's a lot of giveaways the Ducks are doing this year, a lot of good stuff. So uh, we'll wrap up the show here uh the you know we had a watch party at noble ale works this last week we're gonna have more there i don't know exactly what days but we're gonna plan for more of that we had a good time last time Uh, you know like i said glad everybody came out even with the rain and the thunder so we'll be doing that uh coming up we'll keep doing our our game previews and posts and everything we're gonna try and do the podcast earlier in the week this week the ducks had games on uh, monday tuesday night so we did it later in the week um, but we're going to try to get back on that schedule uh, of doing early in the week, uh, unless they have a, you know a Monday night game or whatnot. So that's kind of what you got to to look forward to. And uh, just like Eddie said, uh, you know we appreciate the support, and you know be patient. Let's go Ducks.